0: Listening to the broadcast basement on-demand radio network. It's the podcast. In the broadcast basement. Broadcast basement. Welcome to episode 117 of Cinemal.
1: How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? I don't know. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. Then why don't you kiss me like everybody else does?
2: How about new? No? The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. I came here like this so you'll know my word of death is true. And that my word of life is then true.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Movie Podcast that we can only hope you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making. My name is Stephen Ovakey, and as always, I'm here with my co hosts Asan Godwin and Latham Conger III. Our returning guest tonight is a musician, film historian, and author of order of over 40 published books. He's probably the most well-known as the first American to author the new James Bond novels from 1996 to 2002, when he wrote six original 007 novels and three film novelizations. His acclaimed series, The Black Stiletto, is currently in development, and his most recent thriller, Hotel Destiny, A Ghost Noir, is available now. Raymond Benson, welcome back to Sentimental on a very, hey. quick, turn- on a very quick turnaround. But yeah. uh, you, you hit me up with an idea, and I liked it, so I said, why not? Usually, it doesn't bite me in the ass.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. It's always a lot of fun. You're always good.
0: welcome. Back. Good. Good. <laughs>
1: What's <laughs> with you? Good. I, feel- good. I have a feeling Latham hates my movies again tonight. Oh, oh no.
0: boy. Oh, That's boy. boy. Here we go. We better, uh, we better suffer. I didn't hate your last movie. We, we better suffer from consumption. Uh, Raymond, um, what would you watch this week?
1: Oh, well, I, I just posted uh, my review of The Fortune Cookie, Billy Wilder's movie. Okay. Um, the Blu-ray came out. So, you know, I, I reviewed the new Blu-rays for Cinema Retro, their website. And I just, uh, The Fortune Cookie just came up today. That's a funny movie. Uh, Walt, it, it's the quintessential Walter Matthau movie, for sure.
3: Is it, is it supposed to be funny, though? Oh, yeah. It's a comedy. Okay. Yeah, it's right Billy then. Wilder.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah okay, it's very exciting when, when's it some from, movies
3: were funny and they weren't supposed to be funny n-
1: 1966 okay. and walter Ma- walter Matha won the won yeah. an oscar oh,
0: for it wow
1: so yeah and let's see what else uh, we've been watching a lot of you know shows like ted lasso and uh the oh the white lotus is fantastic that's what i heard on amazon yeah. i mean on, on uh on hbo uh it, it is white really lotus? really really good okay.
3: Okay. Did you watch? Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for it to. Uh, I'm waiting for it to, to, to cycle through yeah, so that I dark. can watch it all. It's,
1: it's uh, written and directed by Mike White. Okay. So, uh, it, did you watch a uh,
2: Mayor of, uh, of East Town?
1: Uh, no, no, I have not.
2: They're comparing it to that. They're saying it's like a companion series to that. Oh, wow. Well, is that a, is that What's about the premise of White Lotus?
1: It's about yeah. some very messed up people, rich people, going to a hotel in Hawaii. And it's kind of an ensemble cast, but it's it's a dark comedy. It's it's messed okay. up. <laughs> it, okay. it is. Uh, I'm uh, right yeah, now. it's it's really cool.
3: Good for HBO because they've been hurting since they lost Game of Thrones, according to them. Yeah, right. you yeah. know, so it's good that they have they're having these uh, two, and, you know, critically my- acclaimed series. Do yeah, we know back how, many, back. how
0: many episodes what? this White Lotus will be? Six. Okay.
1: Yep, yeah it? it's a limited,
3: wow. yeah yeah, the standard of the new the new uh television yeah, season we're just going to get less and less soon uh, it's only yeah, going to uh, be it's, so, Mr. it's, it's a one
1: season thing it's a limited series so. yep yeah. that's good so it's a yep. mini series
0: good. good 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 all right that's it now that's now it. are we ready to drop the acid nope you got to go through what i watched
2: no, you oh, all right you you okay to go through. that yeah I'm open
0: <laughs> so uh continued on uh i was i watched a few other things this week on the on the tv instead of uh ncis so uh i only saw a few episodes so i'm still in season 10 of ncis i watched a three-part netflix series on john delorean called myth and mogul that just dropped this week uh it was okay it wasn't I uh it wasn't that. incredibly interesting it didn't they didn't really seem to carve you know carve any new ground with the story at all i just i mean it's a I, it was okay, um, and then I started watching. I'm I'm 15 minutes away from finishing a six part series called High Score, which is essentially a history of video oh, game yeah. series on Netflix, which I which is, uh, which has been a lot of fun, um, just from every aspect. So, and uh, and then we continued on below deck Mediterranean. So, I watched th- one of the the newest Bruce Willis straight to streaming release with uh, Megan, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Called uh, Midnight in the Switchgrass. Mm. She still just does not do anything for me. I sh- I still think that she just is not a very good actress. Just plain and simple. I I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I-, I I hear people be like, oh no, you can't judge her on this. You can't judge her on that. You got to see this. I liked her in Jennifer's Body, but I think that that was part of that character, so it kind of fit her. I think she needs to stop going after roles that are so completely outside her abilities that it just makes her look like she's in, incapable of being the character she's supposed to be, you know? I mean, she
2: was, she had fantastic like, scenes with Bumblebee. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. She was, she was great in the Transformers films. Really. She had a bright spot. Are you, are you saying that April O'Neil
3: is outside of her acting range? <laughs> is that what you're. Are you April O'Neil. <laughs> was she in a, was she in a Turtles movie? Yeah. Yeah. The both of them, the two Michael Bay Turtles movies. That's,
0: she's oh, April I had O'Neil. no idea. I've never seen them okay I, it's quite possible that that am not fine even then i'm not no, 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 fighting no, no, you that's quite I'm possible. Not questioning that you i am just saying. um it's just that mm, you, well, you well, the, my problem them. is is like i'm sorry but as soon as i see it that trailer for her uh leading the spec ops the the black ops crew in africa fighting a pride of lions called rogue that came out last year i'm like i'm sorry megan fox spec ops no that's not happening that's just that's so far past believable. I can't even watch the trailer for this movie. Helicopter, Hel- it's tunnel. helicopter in the tunnel all over again. <laughs> God. So then I watched a a kind of a amusing '80s uh, horror film called *Cellar Dweller*, which was about a cartoon art. Have you seen? You know this, Raymond. <laughs>
1: No, oh. i just think
0: it's a funny title it <laughs> is it's a fun, it's a really funny title so this cartoon artist accidentally raises a demon when he draws it uh and, and ushers it into reality which then burns down his studio killing himself so fast forward 30 years and we have a new art school up on the grounds of course where his studio is which is locked away and you can't get into but of course Deborah Farantino uh, uh, makes her way in there, discovers uh, the ancient book of the demon and ends up drawing and summoning the demon again. And uh, people start dying. So uh, as you can imagine, it kind of goes how you'd expect. And yeah, things, Steve. Uh, One,
2: uh, too much on Cellar Dweller. Too much. (laughs) What's Uh, two? uh, Number two is when did this movie come out? I don't know. 88.
3: I think you. I think you saying you told him too much. That's you've. You've that's, given that's away too exactly much. Exactly what I meant.
2: Was, <laughs> but the second one was I wanted to know when the movie came out because uh, I I coined that term "cellar dweller" in a, in one of my movies. I just wanted to make oh, sure that's, it was not okay.
0: Before. That's per, that's that's funny. So, uh, you'll have to jump on to uh, to uh, the to IMDb and take a look. Too much effort. Go ahead. What so else? I watched <laughs> uh, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Oh, which was pretty much what the first movie was just more. So if you like the Hitman's bodyguard, you'll like this movie. Although there is a lot of Salma Hayek, which is better arguably than the first film, but yeah, it's more of the same. It's Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson, just being, being those characters and being silly. There's a couple of really great cameos in there that they kind of drop on you, which are funny. And, um, it's all about a guy. Uh, then I watched uh, I watched mm-hmm. that Who, New Who documentary, or not new, but that Who documentary, Amazing Journey, that Hassan told us about last week, which was fantastic. Yeah. And yes, it is. then I watched Jungle Cruise. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Don't you give away too much because I'm watching Jungle Cruise. I'm not going to give away anything.
2: All right. Oh, no, yeah. What Don't he...
0: give away the plot. Well, there's a lot more to it than a Jungle Cruise. So. Oh well, okay, my bad. I
3: I did. I have remembered now. Now that you said that, that I did also. I watched uh,
0: Fast Nine. Oh, did you? I had that. I was gonna watch that. I just didn't yeah. have time to watch it this week. Yeah,
1: I forgot and, to say I saw it. Yeah.
3: I don't know what everybody's upset about because it was just as
0: ridiculously
3: absurd as, as Eight, all the Seven, and Six. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. I I, <laughs> so
0: I I don't know. I know. I mean, I guess people I are just exactly over it. what to but, expect going into a Fast and Furious movie, and as long as that, that gets delivered. I'm usually fine with it. so.
1: I forgot to say I went to a movie theater for the first time in 18 months, and that and, was Black, Black Widow. Oh, what would you think of Black Widow? I enjoyed it. Good. I knew Good. I would. Excellent. I like that stuff. I like that stuff.
0: <clears throat> Latham, have you seen Black Widow yet?
2: No, and now I really don't want to.
1: Why, because I liked it? <laughs> no,
2: because of the whiny bitching between the two parties. I really don't want to. Give them anyway how are
3: you gonna let that stop you from being entertained.
2: <laughs> I mean like, I've heard from some people it's well I'm not gonna say anything until I see it. I have
0: to see it. I can't comment on it until I see it. I'll probably see it eventually. So then I watched you know. a documentary on Audrey Hepburn uh hmm. which was very pleasant. I knew mo- <laughs> which is which pretty much sums well, up Audrey Hepburn. Yeah I mean I pretty much <laughs> knew most of most of it going in. Uh there wasn't a whole lot of, of revelations, but it was just you know, being able to just look at Audrey Hepburn for an hour and a half was more than enough worth the price of entry, to be honest. Did it, ha-
1: did it have her little scene from the Lavender Hill mob?
0: Yes. Yes, it did. It had a, it had a, just a, there was it was packed with stuff. There was it was cool because they utilized a lot of recorded interview with her. So it was, there was a lot of they were showing a lot of footage while being voiceover narration from other interviews and stuff with her as the narration for the film. So it was cool because you got, you just got a really, you got a really good picture of her, you know, not that anyone could ever, you know, fault her personality or anything else that she did in her life. I mean, she was just either that or she had really good PR. I don't know. I, she she just really seems like she just really is a good (laughs) person. And just like, she acted until her family came along and then she's like, all right, I'm going to go be a mom now. And Hollywood can kind of fuck off. And that's just the way it goes. You know, and everyone was like in the movies, like you know, people don't do that. Actors don't. I mean, no, there's no actors that do that. And like, Grace, she, Grace Kelly did. Well, true, true. She's and all she did was like, I'm gonna go become queen of this country. <laughs> so anyway, and uh, and then I watched the two movies for that we're gonna talk about right now. So a few movies this week, nothing, uh, nothing explosive, but a uh, Hitman's Wife Bodyguard's a little explosive. But um, anywho, uh, hold on, Raymond. I'm sorry, Raymond, you were saying?
1: I I was just going to say, should we go on to the next one?
0: Oh, we're going to go on to the next one. Does anyone need anything? Need a break, something to drink, anything? Uh, Yeah,
1: uh, can I have a little break? Yeah, please, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Goddamn, smelly fucking hippies. Goddamn, this was... But man, yeah, I was surprised. I I was absolutely mesmerized by all the non-concert footage in that movie. That was I would love to yeah, just I I just want to see more of all the behind the scenes stuff. That's yeah. that's what I want to watch.
2: More interesting. As a time capsule.
3: Well, I mean a little less of a Porta potty exchange, but yeah, well, <laughs> things like
0: that yeah, they probably didn't do that more than once they, or they, twice. But yeah, yeah, but they
3: went in depth in the how and the what the yeah. guy and the guy found a cane. Hey, someone left their cane in here. <laughs> I'm like holy shit, someone's limping. <laughs> no. They had for one of the
2: releases in the theaters back then. They had that smell of vision, so they had the porta potty smell in the theater, so you could smell all the fucking shit everywhere that was going
0: on. No, they didn't. No one ever did that. Uh, maybe right. they, maybe maybe right. they, maybe they taped a urinal cake under the seat. The freshly cleaned Portisan <laughs> Why would anyone make their movie theater smell like shit? The guy they interviewed when
3: he came out of it. The movie's gonna be called Portisan. Like,
0: oh yeah, far that out. That was right the there. best. <laughs> that and when they were talking to the girl who worked at the medical tent who called everybody a cat. Oh, then this other cat came in, and he was talking about Then another cat asked me about his crazy eyes, and then he's like, did they have crazy eyes? She's like, oh, yeah.
3: She's going on the explanation. Three days of peace and love. It's three hours of fucking zoned out of their mind. Dealing with fucking (laughs)
0: lunatics. 72 hours of dealing with lunatics. Pretty much. That and the shots of the field at the end, where it's just nothing but just muddy blankets and bullshit and yeah. garbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I have to say, normally I would not be. Uh, I had, I had, you know, for, from right for as far as my love of music documentaries go, I just this one was never on my radar ever. I just it was just like eh, whatever. Because honestly, I didn't. I didn't. A, I didn't know it was four hours long or three, even three <laughs> hours long. I didn't know it was that long. But the thing I didn't know is, is I didn't know how much was involved with it, as far as the background of the thing. I thought it was all just concert footage. I just assumed it was all concert stuff. And I'm like, I don't need to see a bunch of live footage of these bands playing. I just, it's- I just assumed the 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 movie was mostly concert footage. So that's why I, I never really even skewed to like even even attempt to watch it so i'm i was pleasantly yeah. surprised especially the way it opens with like all that footage of like them building the stage like there's a field and then they're building the stage and i'm like that's cool
3: i can't imagine like doing that kind of construction work in the open sun you know like in that in that kind of situation and building this is like elaborate stage i'm sure that they uh i'm, I'm sure that's their field you know Listen, so they're, what, they're what freaked me outside. out more
0: than the stage was those fucking lighting towers that's the yeah, thing that freaked me out. And I'm like, dude. And how just precarious look, the just whole thing They're just fucking is. scaffolding towers that they threw up in the middle of a field. I'm like, this is where that storm comes in. Even though it was on Sunday, I was like, dude, one of those is going, going down. That's going to crush like a thousand people. I'm like, how did this, how does them no one ever heard of this? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you people get off the towers. <laughs> you. You on the water On ski. the motorcycle. Um. <laughs>
3: Hey, Latham, okay. I'm going <laughs> to recommend that you do not watch the
1: 1999
3: documentary. Oh. All right. It, it will incite you,
2: right? I think uh, tar- Tarmac and Frat Boys don't make for a good mix.
3: Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of...
0: there's. I don't know. I saw, Meta- I saw Metallica in There's a in lot a of way. political pontification. Oh. Interesting,
3: you know? So... I think uh, it's, it's funny. Yeah, when it, when
0: it, is that on HBO Max? I on think HBO it will Max? not
3: be pleasant viewing for you.
0: I think okay. it is. I did not see yeah. it on HBO Max. I think it is. I, I do think HBO it is. I, uh, when I heard about that, 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 that was coming out, I was, I was very excited to watch that because I know I do know a couple people who were at that show, and they, the stories that they've told me are just like, yeah. Apparently, some of the stuff that I heard were
3: lies because I, I very distinctly heard that the water Are you talking about that? um they were selling water bottles for like $9 and That's
1: in the what documentary they say That's it's not about
3: 450 yeah. they were selling them for 450 now four fifty, four, $4. fifty 50 today That's doesn't bad. sound like not. a lot but i guess in 1999 that seemed that seemed like uh, extravagant yes. um and there was a number of other things that were you know i mean it was and then some stuff in the film is brutal you know i mean obviously obviously the, the the times have changed and people have changed with them and it's just yes. gotten worse and worse yes. you know
0: so there's a lot of people uh, are far people are far worse a lot overall just, as human beings than they were you know yes absolutely you know and they're less committed to oh,
3: well no i mean look it's it, people are the same uh, but i would agree with steve i think people these days are less committed to civilization than they used to be you know there's a lot That's of true. people were That's like people true. were into behaving civil because they were you know they were in a social setting or they were being filmed which a lot of people were not comfortable with so they everyone was on their best behavior but now man that's not that's not the case anymore we are so desensitized to it that people were just being disgusting you know on demand like you could do, like the average piece of footage was something terrible I know, happening I, I feel now it's a spin. The documentary is is another sure. spin. It's not you. You can't. You can't. Uh, you can't. Uh, you can't believe that this is the full story. And they they do have the concert uh, promoters who blamed MTV <laughs> for the whole thing. You have you have the you have the people there who blamed the the you know blame the vendors for overcharging everything and turning the whole thing into a corporate nightmare. You've got uh, you've got some of the reporters there who blamed some of the the acts for not tamping down this area. Like, you know, one of the people who got, <laughs> one of the people who got most of the blame was Fred Durst, Jocker. you know, who I'm laughing now just because of that, that photo that was released of him recently where he looks like a, Yeah. Uh,
2: they had a comeback performance <laughs> at uh, Lollapalooza. But uh,
3: so it's it's crazy. It's just a blame game that mm. whole documentary. But it's a fascinating document, especially if you watch the 1970s oh, documentary.
0: seventy. I'm totally gonna
3: watch.
2: It's completely I'm watch it yeah. I can't wait. Uh, as they end to that segment too, I will say I am going to see one of the bands who played at Woodstock, the original at Woodstock Summerfest, in about a month.
1: Yeah. Let me guess, uh, Santana. I'm trying to think of who's alive. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy uh, Hendrix. It was going to be see
0: Hendrix. Richie Evans. <laughs> uh,
1: let me think. Uh, well, it, it would. It, it wouldn't be you Crosby, know. Stills, and Nash, would've. would it?
2: No, uh, no. It's. A, it. I'm, I'm. probably not being totally fair. It's. are It's a. They're a different incarnation, but it's still. Still, I think.
0: Are right, no, you gonna? You gonna think. let us in on the.
2: You want me to let you know, or you want to keep guessing?
0: I, yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. keep guessing.
2: Jefferson Starship.
0: Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, Flick, yeah. I don't is, is she really? Yeah, That's she fantastic. Cause, cause let me tell com- you a little story about the rabbit holes that I go that. down on
1: a daily basis. So yeah. just oh, as, a rabbit hole. That's all I, I, I you did there. As, <laughs> real, <laughs> real quick. Ah. So I'm going
0: through and I'm watching, I'm watching Woodstock and as stuff is popping up, I'm taking notes and like I normally do. And and I'm just writing stuff down. And the thing with with uh, with Jefferson, with Jefferson Airplane came up and I'm like, oh, and I saw Grace Slick. And the one thing I always remember about Grace Slick was, is I always just thought that she was just hands down one of the best looking like rock chicks of that era. Oh, she was. And I was just like, I'm like, what? what And I'm like, yeah, right. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, what is she (laughs) up to these days? So I, you know, I jump onto Wikipedia, do a search for Grace Slick start looking at that. There's a picture of her from like 2008, you know, hair's all gray pulled down in a long ponytail. I was just like, look at you grace growing old gracefully, no pun intended. And i going to forgive that one. So <laughs> basically after Starship died, uh, she started doing art and she started doing this really beautiful, like pop art and like, like portraits of like other rock contemporaries and, a whole bunch of like, she ended up doing a whole bunch of like Alice in Wonderland illustrations for Dark Horse for like stationery and journals and stuff. But anyway, I was like, wow. "Holy shit!" So I like, I'm actually one of my i i i opened up my spreadsheet with my project list, and I'm gonna like reach out and see if I can't find and see if because there's never been a collected a book collecting Grace Slick's artwork. So I'm gonna reach out and see if we can if if there's some kind of deal to be had. To uh, do an art book of like Grace Lick's artwork because I think it'd be a, a lot of fun. She is not. She is not in the
2: band. I'm incorrect. It's a different woman. Who just oh, okay? Happened. Yeah, I didn't
3: think she would be. I don't think she. Yeah, because she's she's got a thing about what she says, quote unquote, old people <laughs> on stage. <laughs> she she said it. Yeah, she I said it a she number of I don't. I don't think, I don't she think old yeah. should,
2: Well, this yeah. this doesn't make sense. This says she left in '84. Jefferson Starship, but that's absolutely impossible because.
0: Uh, well, when did Jefferson Starship become Starship?
2: Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, Starship. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah,
0: Jefferson airplane. But, versus, no, Starship. no, he's thinking yeah. Jefferson Starship versus Starship. Because yeah, her and her and the annoying. main guy split off, and they just had Starship. You, you after can't, you
2: can't just like come up with
0: a new band name. You got to just take that off. This. Well, they want to take. Brand
3: <laughs> well, they wanna, man. They want to be affiliated with the brand. Yeah,
0: it was yeah. still. Uh, it was still, you know, Cantner, Slick, and what's his face? We, you know, we built this city. So anyway, um, Slept with everyone in that band except for what's his name, Marty.
1: <laughs> Does anybody that's care? Should of, I read out part of that uh, documentary? Should I read out the 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 order of the bands for the three days? Uh, I don't uh, care. Uh,
0: uh, no nah, nah. that's okay. something people can go find right. if they want to. I think.
1: All right, no problem. Um, Let's move oh, on. Boy.
0: So, uh, so for mm-hmm. for Raymond's partner film to Woodstock, he sent us on a trip in the Yellow Submarine.
2: Nothing. Is real. The Beatles. Yellow Submarine.
1: Ah, look at
2: all the lovely people. Artwork. Photography. Landscapes painted with beetle sound. Picture yourself in a boat on a river. With tangerine trees and marmalade skies. We all live in the
1: yellow submarine.
2: The yellow submarine.
1: The
2: The forces of good. The the beetles. The forces of evil. The
1: blue meaning. You could pass for the originals. We are the original. It's all in the
0: mind, you know. From 1968, directed by George Dunning, with a running time of a much more appreciated 85 minutes, a mildly insane and deeply surreal trip of an animated film featuring the music of the Beatles in which the Fab Four, voices imitated, are recruited to help rescue the world of Pepperland from the Blue Meanies. Raymond... Yes. I don't even I don't even know why? if I have to ask why <laughs> this because I mean watching this film is almost self explanatory, but
1: why'd you pick this movie? Because I love it. And oh my, I actually like you it. I like it more than Woodstock. <laughs> I mean, I, it's one of my favorite movies. It is it is so much fun, and I love the music. I'm a big Beatle fan. Uh, I thought the artwork, I mean, the artwork is very Peter Max like, it's very psychedelic. I mean, it's a very psychedelic movie. And believe me, back in, back in the day, that was the way. (laughs) That was the way. (laughs) Uh, And, um, it's funny. I think it's witty. It's, it's well-written. The, some of the lines of dialogue, the puns are great. You know,
0: it's nonstop. It's like a fucking, it's like a fucking Zucker film. Every con, you know, every time someone makes a comment, another one of the guys makes a comment about his comment. It's hysterical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, uh, it's it's almost Terry Gilliam, oh, you know. Lo- the, Raymond, the let me
0: read you the very first note I have about this film. The very first thing I wrote was, "I feel like I'm watching a feature length Monty Python interstitial."
1: Exactly, I think uh, it's very much like that. Uh, it was almost the precursor to. Terry Yeah, I Gilliam, feel like that he uh, like saw this artwork. movie and was
0: like, "Oh, I should I should make a bunch of short animations and uh, to tie these skits together in this <laughs>
1: thing we're doing." Yeah. Right. I just think, you know, it's clever. It's fun. I think uh, it's it, it could be the most accessible of the four Beatles movies. Wow. I love I lo- absolutely. I mean, I think A Hard Day's Night is the best Beatles movie. Uh, but uh, Yellow Submarine is just can be enjoyed, I think, by everybody. I mean, it's it is a you know, I think it's it's a kids movie. But I think adults can appreciate it and like it just as much like, say, you know, a Pixar movie today. Um, You know, there's a lot of stuff in there for adults, but kids like it too. Yeah, there's a
0: nostalgia connection versus a really connecting to adults with the story and script level, I think. But yes, I agree with you. I think this is a movie that can be enjoyed on on multiple levels. I think kids are going to like it because there's lots of weird creatures and bright colors and a lot of action. But... You know, even if they don't know who the Beatles are, you know, there's music involved and it's still a a movie you could throw on in front of a bunch of kids and they'd probably get something out of it. They may not get everything, but they would probably get something out of it. Um,
1: Well, I mean, like, you know, my son loved it as a kid, you know, uh, and, you know, he he didn't get all the jokes, you know, all the lines of dialogue are more for adults. Uh, but he loved the movie because yeah. it was, oh, I, it was I, had, I had
0: never seen this uh, again this was just on a list of things that I you know should watch I loved I love the Beatles uh, I, uh, I, I feel like if you don't like the Beatles you have zero interest in seeing this which you probably wouldn't watch a Beatles movie if you weren't a Beatles fan so that's fine um, I, I, don't, I don't even know where to start with this this is uh, visually it's, it's it, one, thing,
1: one, one thing I want to say you got to see it on a big screen. It makes a big difference again. Why? Seeing Why? all that psychedelic stuff on a big screen. Uh, is- I can,
0: I can, I can <laughs> appreciate films on a, on a smaller screen. I'm I'm capable yeah, of, of wrapping my brain around them. Yes. They're always going to be, listen, yeah. I'll always enjoy seeing a movie on a big screen. I've seen jaws on the big screen now four or five times, including when it was first run. And that's one of my, yeah, you know, I, I love watching that movie on the big screen, but I've also seen it on TV another yeah. 10 times still never yeah. seen joe's on the yeah. big screen yeah. <laughs> I um, to that. it was funny the the director was given a year to make this movie and this is at a time when disney was taking four years to put together an animated feature yeah. so he ended up having
2: yeah, it
0: well no he basically quadrupled his staff in order to get everything done in the time frame thusly completely losing his pants uh in the making this movie and what little movie he, cause he took his payment up front, and he ended up when it, and oh, when the, man. when the production ran over budget, he ended up just dumping it back into the movie. So the director made no money and he, he never made another feature after this. Wow. This was like his, his one shot. And it was funny because the Beatles came in, they didn't like this guy had been this guy and his producing partner had been the guys behind the Beatles animated TV series.
1: That's right, and which is pretty bad. Which I've never seen bad. any of them. <laughs> well, the awesome. Beatles
0: didn't like them. And so when they said yeah. that they were going to do an animated version of Yellow Submarine, the Beatles are like, really? Okay.
1: Oh, but
0: yeah. they were really looking to get their contractual obligations as far as films go out of the way. And they saw this as yeah. a way to get another one knocked off by having to do nothing. So they, yeah, were, minimal yeah. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, fine, whatever. But as it yeah. turned out, when the film was when the they film lo- was done, they liked it so much that they filmed that extra little live action bit that's at the end of the movie for yeah. for the fans.
1: Yeah, they lo- they which, loved which, it. Which and-
0: which I thought was the worst part so of the film. T- it's so obviously <laughs> tacked on. Yeah, yeah I
1: know. <laughs> it is. it's yeah. like, "Oh, it by is. the way, so,
3: we're here." And it took a- this colorful, vibrant film and they're all in these gray jumpsuits, yeah, yeah. you know, like like they just came out of the the laundry or something like that. <laughs> they, they also
1: you know? act very high.
0: <laughs> well, that and the fact that... I don't well, think that, they're the acting. Fact, they're all gone. The, and the fact that it's very obviously not their voices in the movie to suddenly have them there in like such a strong, yeah. supporting appearance at the end of the movie, you're like, why, why the fuck didn't you just do your voice in the movie then? What the shit, man?
3: Because they, they're not actors. Yeah.
0: Doesn't matter. They still have well, quotes. they were
1: actors in Hard Day's yeah. Night and uh, Help.
0: Well, again, quote, actually a air good quotes, air, air quotes, actors.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Hassan, what do you think I of Yellow Summer? Have you job. seen this before? Nope, never saw it before. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what the motherfucker was I watching? <laughs> oh my God. You know, what the thing is, one of the first uh, version I was watching the audio was off oh, by a sick. minute. Whoa. Yeah, so I'm like, is it? And I just, I just knew a movie this colorful and this vibrant wouldn't be because it, it's it, because it's all cartoon. You can't really tell yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. that it's off. So, but I mean, the first because it was off. The first, I don't know, um, the first like thirty and a half seconds were silent, even though a lot of stuff was going on. So I knew for a fact that like there's no way that this is a dead silent film. You know, like it they they wouldn't have started this multi million dollar movie off like that. So, you know, when I finally straightened that out and I found it and I was able to watch it, it's you know, it's fine. It's a very straightforward um narrative of, you know, this fantasy place that gets overrun by these bad people. Yeah. And then you know someone runs away the blue in his in, his, <laughs> in his, yeah the blue meanies in his <laughs> in his yellow submarine to go get help and then the help he he happens to on or happens to find are the Beatles so great it's fine, um it's it's bad shit, it's a bad shit film, it is funny I did laugh a couple of times it's very British I don't it, I don't it's very
1: British yeah. the comedy is very British oh yeah
3: I don't yeah well no I mean I and I I love it's British here, humor I love. I love dry and, and sarcastic wit and all that, but I didn't love the art. That's just me. It's quirk. Okay. I just didn't love that. I don't, I didn't really love that animation. That doesn't mean that the movie that mm-hmm. I didn't like the movie. Um, you get used to it really fast and there was nothing really, cause I really don't like bashy art. I don't, I don't like his, his uh, animation and this kind of, this sort of almost reminded me <laughs> of bashy work. Except it's not nearly as, you know, or grotesque rough, yeah. and deformed. And, you know, yeah, that was very exactly. clean, but it was very
0: so, 60s pop
3: art. It's very it's. Yeah. Holy
0: it's, crap. It's
3: it's like It's just it's just it's just LSD, uh, you know, it's a German
0: production designer's name was Hans Eidelman. He uh, was hired to do the, the designs for the movie. And then he sat idle. They hired him. And then he sat with nothing to do for two months. And he got really frustrated and. And he just wanted to quit and go home. So he basically (laughs) sat down one afternoon and he just started scratching out all these drawings, these rough sketches of character designs. It was just going to like give all the character designs to them and be like, that's it. I'm done. See you later. And he handed them all to the director and the director loved everything as it was. And he's like, this is all awesome. I want all this. He's like, I want you to production to design the movie. And at that point, he's like, wow. He's like, I want you to design well, I'm everything. going home. He's like, not just the characters. <laughs>
1: F you, him, Yeah, leaving. you know, and at that point he was like, oh, all right,
0: well, I'll, you know, and then, and then I'm very- felt- I got my plane ticket It already. felt
1: very uh, influenced by Peter Max. Oh yeah, oh, it is. it
0: is. I mean, you can see Hans Eidelman's work is very much in that vein, especially if you look at his body of work as a, as a pop artist versus just this stuff, especially, this stuff really yeah. stands out, even against his yeah. other non, this non-film work that he did.
3: But I mean, it's
0: it's it's. I enjoyed it. It's just a lot of, it.
3: It is. There's uh, yeah. I, it's not my it's not my cup of tea for you know like uh like non linear batchet. You know like it's not. It's just not. That's just not me. I like I'm my non linear batchet it in it's, chocolate
0: flavor, please. <laughs> exactly.
3: It's like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't do. I, don't,
0: I do not do Patrick
3: This Karen. is more two D free. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, sir. Sir. I don't want to have to call the manager. I don't want a Karen. But you, you've you given me the wrong flavor. But I think it was. I mean, and, and I know it's a classic. So you know, and, and, and for having not seen it, and I didn't know it was anime. Oh, really? So, I really didn't. Yeah. So like, so I saw a couple of clips from it, and then I, I sped forward a little bit. I'm like, wow. Well, okay it's an animated <laughs> film all right okay i'm in for it i'm strapping in I'll, I'll do it i'll do it and yeah i just i i watched that coming off of uh i think no i watched yellow submarine first and then i watched uh woodstock luckily because so, i would so not have had able to bring you back down yellow down submarine slowly <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's it's kind of a trip hearing both versions of uh uh help from my yeah. friends you know, the Beatles version and the Joe Cocker version, you know, in, in that kind of succession. I do prefer the Cocker version. I know the Beatles originated the, the song. Um, I love, I like Beatles music. I, you know, I'm, I'm not 100% into them, but I am not not into them. And I do, I absolutely recognize that the, the, un, the unprecedented contributions they have to the genre. And, I, you know, and so that was great. And I and I know the music enough to know each and every one of the songs that was yeah. in the movie, and even some of the musical cues of the songs that weren't quite right. in the movie, but there are musical cues from other songs that are in the music movie. So that was fun. Um, so I enjoyed it. It was it. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I was not. I was not prepared for awesome. what I was going to 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 see. But uh, but yeah. So. know, thank you, Raymond. Oh, you're welcome. I I am going to need the two. I am going to need to see a psychiatrist. (laughs) But thank you very much for the
0: for the experience. The
1: the two trip movies from 1968 were Yellow Submarine and 2001: A Space (laughs) Odyssey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You go 2001 to take you out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yellow Submarine (laughs) brings you back. (laughs) Uh Yeah.
3: Or, or yellow submarine is exploring where you've yeah, gone maybe. when you go out, right. in and then you can use Woodstock oh, to bring you back, you, you know. <laughs> Once you see the guy in the porta potty, you're like, Oh, oh no, I'm on Earth again. I it's <laughs> it's, no it's all working. Alpha Centauri. So, yeah, I chalk me up to a to a to a light. I enjoyed like, it.
0: You had have you seen this before?
2: No, um, I am a big fan of British music, as Steve knows. Um, I think in the context of kind of what I said about Woodstock of, you know, you're going to be into the movie as much as you like the music. I think it even um, means more here. I mean, at, at least in the, in the, in the respect that, you know, you're going to be hearing the music from one band and I've never been a big Beatles fan. I've tried (laughs) <laughs> um
0: i've listened to a lot of their stuff it's hard, hard to avoid yeah <laughs> growing up I mean, growing up and we did it's hard to avoid the beatles
2: yeah and i and yeah, I, it, there are very plenty much so. of songs i had heard by them that i didn't even know it was them and then found out later uh-huh. and then certain friends of mine said you know they liked them certain friends parents said they liked them and i just I, I, I don't know. There's something that just doesn't click with me with them. Okay. And um, that probably hurts my enjoyment here a little bit. Now, that being said, I mean, there's nothing but crazy creativity going on here. I mean, obviously, so much so that it overwhelmed Hassan's senses. Um, and, and, no argument. and and mine a little bit, too. I mean, it, I, I, I didn't. I, I like seeing stuff that's just, especially stuff in the past that's way out there. So again, you're trying to remember when it came out and how it would feel to be watching something this crazy back then. And I think that's that makes it interesting to watch now. Um, personally, eh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, the, the British humor is... Uh, sometimes it, it doesn't hit either. So to me, I felt like I was watching something that at times made me smile. The other times I was, you know, I put my hand on my head and I just, I, I don't know. I, I think I expected something different from this. I knew it was animated, but I'd never seen it. It is in my my book of films to see. So I always tell the guests, I'm glad you ticked off one out of my book that I've always wanted to see. Excellent. But it it wasn't it wasn't what I expected as far as the tone and the type of animation uh it, it was a little different than what i thought it would be but um yeah i mean it's it i'll never i'll never rip on something that's as so much creativity went into and uh i th- i think there's you know moments in it that that work really well so I don't know. I'd probably, I'd recommend anyone to see it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, don't, don't go see this movie. I think it's a, it's a good time capsule. I think Woodstock's a better one, but um, as Raymond said, he likes this better than Woodstock. So. Uh,
0: yeah. You know, I mean, I've seen, I knew obviously going in, I knew this was animated and I've seen a lot because of my affiliation with some people who've done other uh, yellow submarine related merchandise uh, in the space and uh, consumer products. I'm. A, I was aware of the, you know, a lot of the characters who were in the film, so I knew the look of a like. I knew what the blue minis looked like. I knew what, you know, the the stylized Beatles were all looked like. I knew what Fred looked like. I understood, you know, what all the characters were like. What I didn't realize was how, just watching it, like every next minute you came across as you were watching. You just would expect, okay. I'm going in. I know what these characters are like. They're going to be in some crazy world, but we're going to get a story with these characters, and you know that's your that's your crazy. But there was always a, a new crazy around the corner every new minute. It's like every new space, every new place they went, every new thing, the corner they turned. They had to go to a the they end up in the the land of holes or the what was it the 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 well of holes or whatever it is. And then and see, right.
1: the sea of holes the sea of
0: holes yes and then they're looking for the sea of green you know duh and sea so then, monsters yeah and then they're walking you know then ringo you know accidentally gets kicked out of the sub and he's on the back of that crazy deer horse thing running around and it's
3: i just like let's
0: let's why don't why don't we see like, if you was like, like seriously <laughs> this movie suggestive. was like if I don't even know. It's like if Chuck Jones decided to animate a Salvador Dali painting for an hour and a half, that's what this movie is like, especially when they're on their way back to Pepperland, Because like every other minute is some crazy new creature, like it's just a boot with eyes. And then you've got this thing that's boxing something with a ball for a head and a spring, but a normal body, and it's just punching it, and the head's just smiling and bouncing around.
1: Or the or the teacup thing, you know, the, the monster. The teacup. That's yeah. A teacup.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or like the, the 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 crazy thing that's just a big horn that sucks yeah. all the other creatures into it, and then face. it sucks the
1: movie into it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Just I mean, just I, yeah, I it's, I can't I I'm not a I'm not a a, a hallucinogenics guy. But I can't, I mean, this is literally what I feel like the closest thing to being on hallucinogenics would be for a straight person.
1: You are
0: right. So, yeah, <laughs> there, there's my, there's my verification.
2: That's a good way to describe
3: it. Yeah. Yes, it's exactly
0: like exactly like, like this. In which case, I, I'm, I'm rethinking my position because I was really entertained by this. Just not the brown answers. We're going to stay away from the brown answers, because I hear it's bad.
1: Well, you know, I, I am, <laughs> yes. a, big, you know I am a big Beatle fan. <laughs> I, I would say they're my number one band. The Beatles are my no, number one band. And so I absolutely love every single song they ever did, every album. Uh, I've been into them forever. I, When John Lennon was shot, I went over to the, the Dakota. I, I lived in New York, and Stood outside in the sleet uh, with you know five hundred other people singing "All You Need Is Love." Um,
0: my buddy, my buddy Walter lived around the corner. That their apartment faced the side of the Dakota. Wow! And he was working in his studio that night. They heard he heard the gunshots. Oh my gosh! He was working. Um, he was working drawing, and they, he heard gunshots. And they went over looked the window. They didn't see anything because they couldn't see the front of the building. But he, he was just went back to work. And then literally later that day, they heard what happened. And he was just like, wow, I think
1: I heard that. Well, I'm, I moved to New York in 79 and I lived on the Upper West Side, really close to the Dakota. And I had friends who would say, we saw John and Yoko pu- pushing the stroller, you know, and, and they w- we said hi. And they said hi. There were, you know,
0: and I yep. kept saying,
1: I'm going to see them one of these days. I'm going <laughs> to see John you know, and then boom, he got killed. And, and I,
0: uh, I I had the literally, it's funny you say that Raymond, because I literally had the exact same feeling when I moved to New York in 2007. Um, I I wasn't living in the city, but I was, you know, in my brain, in my, in my, in my celebrity brain, I was like, I'm gonna, at one point, I'm going to be in the city walking around for whatever reason. And I'm going to bump into David Bowie that's going to happen. <laughs> that's going to happen. Am I, am I the only person who would, who I would be dumbstruck in meeting? That's the, oh, that. yeah. I'm, I'm going to run into him.
1: Well, I would be too. And then I so, mean,
0: and when, so when David Bowie passed away in 2016, I was just like, oh, uh, that's it. I will, yeah. I have, I have no one God else I it. ever will be dumbstruck <laughs> by it.
1: Well, in the 11 years I was there, I did run, you know, see a lot of celebrities and, sure, and sure. bumping. There was one time where I actually collided. We weren't looking, neither of us were looking where we were going and we turned a corner and I collided right into Andy Warhol. Oh, wow. And we both went, oh, excuse me, at the same time, (laughs) simultaneously, oh, excuse me. And then walked on and I just kind of went, you're like, hey, wait a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you. It's like when two, that's like when Deirdre <laughs> ran into, uh, was walking through the Palisades Mall and and walked right into J.K. Simmons.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, no way, and, really? it,
0: and and the only thing she knew him by at that time was Schillinger on Oz, and she was just <laughs> like,
1: uh. <laughs> she, she didn't go. Bum, bum, bum. No, oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was just like, oh, but he was just like, oh, pardon me. And she's just yeah. like, uh, uh. <laughs> but she goes, she didn't say anything. But it's like,
1: <laughs> oh, I have a lot of New York stories, but uh, oh, I,
0: I would imagine. So, so what do I? I I've met it's so funny, many people uh, just accidentally. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's funny <laughs> like, what you say rah! about the Beatles, Raymond, because so when when the in the advent of CDs, I was living in Central Illinois at the time on the University of <clears> Illinois campus, and at the time we had. Uh, obviously record stores were all around us, but we had a a really great, um, CD place that I got to know the owner really, really well. And so I used to be in there three days a week. I would just go up there and just hang out. And he, they, because it's a college town, he, he built a booming business out of reselling CDs. So he would buy, people would go and buy CDs, whatever he would buy back CDs and then just resell them. So I, you could go in there like the day after an album came out and, if you were in really good luck, you could usually find it and you'd pay like six bucks for it because he was only paying like three or four bucks for him.
1: Yeah, I I, I lived in places like that. Yeah. So uh,
0: yeah. so uh, so when the Beatles albums were finally released on CD and they put that big 20 CD or 18 CD box set out to get when it came, when it was released, finally, when the albums, when they released them on CD and it was a big deal. Uh I slowly started, to, they they started to, to turn up in the used CD bins. And so I started, I started buying the, all the, the the Beatles albums that way. And it was so funny because I would look at the CD and I'd be like, all right, I know like, I know like four songs on this one. And I would take the CD home and I'd be like, oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that one too. Oh, I know that one. And like literally almost every Beatles album I brought home, I knew probably at least eight of the 10 or 12 songs that were on there. Sometimes I knew all of them. I just never knew the titles. You know, especially when it got yeah. later on, like with you, know, with yeah. with uh, with Rubber Soul and uh, the White Album, there were songs that were the titles of the the titles of the songs weren't, you know, not so obvious as with the lyrics you know, so you wouldn't necessarily recognize what the name of the song was, like I never knew what the name of the song Norwegian Wood was until I actually owned the album, but that's the same that's the same story I had with the the Eagles when the, you
3: know oh like, right, right watch that documentary it's like i apparently I'm an Eagles fan because I've no one of these I didn't even know these were Eagles songs, you know half uh-huh. the f, f, know, f so, radio
1: indoctrinated you on that stuff yeah, when we were yeah around, you know it's yeah.
3: just like I know that song, I know that song, you know so and the same with with the Beatles. There was a, they did that documentary like twenty something years ago um, about the because they re, they the finally, anthology the Beatles. Yeah, the they anthology. released yeah. their anthology, which was and really so they good. They had this yeah, It's very short this you know excuse me three night kind of documentary yeah. on there. Yeah, it was,
1: which it was, was great.
3: And I and I wasn't a Beatles fan, but I as in watching that, I'm like I know all this music. Like I just grew up with it, so I just naturally know most of it. But like Steve says, I didn't know any of the names of it. So they would be there would be songs that I really like, and this is pre-internet, you know. So you'd have to buy. I I remember buying like three or four of the anthology volumes just to get like one song, but not knowing, you know, just uh, you were getting like (laughs) eighteen. Yeah, it just had to be like Russian roulette, like trying to hope this is on. Hope it's on this album. I hope it's on this album. I hope it's on this album. album. So it was really it's, it's it's really a trip now to be able to pinpoint. A, p- a sound you know mm-hmm. to the, to the exact date of when it you know who made it when it was made when it, when it came out, because before that it was a it, it was like a scavenger hunt to try to find yeah. music in the yeah. old days, and people do wanna, not appreciate that
1: I want to bring up another thing about the movie um you know it did have the Beatles music, but the score by George Martin is really good it is
0: it is <laughs> the it, background it, it, score. it fits very well. With, yeah. the, with the with the music that they dropped into it you know because they gave him a handful of songs and then they did four new ones for the for the movie mm-hmm. uh which would have ended up obviously on the yellow submarine album but like and and then apparently on the original cut or the u.s version of the film the sequence at the end with hey bulldog wasn't on there and they restored. Well, yeah they were st- it
1: was it was actually when it was first theatrically released they cut out hey bulldog everywhere not just oh okay America. yeah and so it was put back in for the you know home video. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, thank goodness cuz that's a great sequence with that that whole thing. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's a great I song. So. I love this song. Oh, yeah. Too.
1: And uh, but the, the George Martin, you know, the the, the record album, Yellow Submarine record album, side 1 is all the new songs and then side 2 is George Martin's score.
0: Oh, is that how that works on that? Yeah. I, I've never Yeah. Uh, nice. Okay. I have it somewhere. I had to go. Well, you know,
3: pull it you, on my you own said head. you said side one and side two, and that just confused half of uh, our audience oh, yeah. right there. <laughs> They're <LP. laughs> talking about the LP when it
1: came yeah, out. Right? Yeah, right.
0: What's a side one? I don't know. It's these people. These old people. That was my favorite thing about um, when when we were still having simultaneously artists were still releasing vinyl and CDs were coming out at the same time. That was my favorite thing on the Tom Petty albums because and what he would do is like if you were listening to the CD of an album he would have a track in there like you'd have like five or six songs and then you'd have this track in there and it would start and he'd be like dear cd listeners Uh, This is the time when the uh, the album or cassette listeners are now uh, flipping over to side two. Uh, So here is side two. And that would be like on the CD. I'm just like, that was so awesome.
1: I didn't he, used know to sneak,
0: he used to sneak little shit like that in all his records especially after like the first the first couple like regular rock releases like in his later stuff like after Wildflowers he used to sneak all these little fun things in the background like he would like just like have like a track where you'd like you'd just be like you'd hear a door open and you'd be like what's in here <laughs> and then you'd just go oh and then he'd, then the door would shut
1: <laughs> that <was> the tra- <laughs> that's the whole track <laughs>
0: That's a that that would that, that's, hey, that's another awesome. that's another. Well, you, you know about the inner loss. track
1: of uh, Sergeant Pepper? Yeah. Right? The end of Sergeant Pepper? Yeah, that's how it loops on the on the on the LP. It would just stick yeah. and go. All right, right. He's the devil. For on the CD, the it just does it for a little bit, then it fades out.
0: That's right. That's right uh one other one other fun bit about this movie so apparently in the final weeks of production the guy who was doing the voice of george harrison uh was arrested for desertion from the british army and so so the guy who was doing the voice of ringo had to finish his his george harrison parts (laughs) i didn't know Uh, that
1: i don't don't think you can tell the difference (laughs) no i didn't
0: i didn't notice a a difference but i mean that's just uh you know something that's uh a little a little piece of trivia
1: I, I often say, sometimes when I put on some old pair of pants, I, I always say I got a hole in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's just such casual, like absurdities, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then he's just like, "Yeah, all right." Well, obviously, if you had a hole in your pocket, you would use it to get these people out of this bubble. I mean, duh. And the
0: the, just, the designer. Marine one marine one the Heinz Eidelman guy or Heinz Edelman guy hated Disney and the like so much that's why he designed the blue meanies hats to look like Mouseketeer hats
1: yeah you're right I, I knew that yeah
0: because he was just like a, a a very anti-Disney guy but uh <laughs> so funny and <laughs> I didn't I, and and I and I didn't uh, and I'd never heard this but apparently at one point um there was a a sequel being worked on called Strawberry Fields Forever that was going to be done with this and was going to be the first. It was going to be the first computer generated movie ever made. Um, but apparently, ten minutes of test footage was done uh, and has never been shown anywhere. No one's mm. ever they they claim it exists, but no one's ever seen it. So it's locked not away. Either huh? <laughs> locked. Yeah, it, yeah. Clearly, it was not a selling point. <laughs> and then and then I also found uh, and this doesn't surprise me. But um, apparently, in 2009, uh, Disney and Apple announced that Bob Zemeckis was going to do a remake of this film with uh, you doing with CG and motion capture, like uh, Ooh, like no. Beowulf for like Beowulf or Polar Express.
1: Uh, Ooh, I hate, I uh, hate and, that. Uh, uh,
0: and I don't know. He said, uh, "Let's see." Peter Serafinovitz was going. Peter was going to be Paul. Carrie Ellis was going to be George. Uh, David Tennant was in talks to play the Chief Blue Meanie, mm-hmm. but uh, eventually uh, they said cooler, they had,
1: cooler heads, prevailed. Cool they heads had, prevailed. They had a
0: deal. In, they, had a, <laughs> they had a. deal in place that if the movie was going to be, if the movie came out and was successful they would have taken it directly to Broadway and also they had a, a, a contract in place for Cirque du Soleil to create a show based on it as well. Now, as it turned out, eventually that was all done with love.
1: Yeah. And so, which is a great show. If you ever yeah, get to see it, the Beatles production,
0: but, um, but yeah, apparently Disney shut down Zemeckis's film uh, in 2010 Due to the uh, unsatisfactory performance of A Christmas Carol, um, and oh, pulled man. and pulled the plug in 2011 due to the massive failure of Mars Needs Moms.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's one of the top ten uh, biggest lo- uh, losing movies of all time. Mars Needs Moms. Mars Needs Moms. Yeah, along yeah, with just Stealth and um, and a bunch of these other movies that you know you either heard of or never heard of. Yeah. But- yeah.
0: But uh, yes, that was that. Uh, that was a in no unequivocal terms that that movie is a trip, man. That, that is that is that is the that, definition of a trip. That yeah, <laughs> and it, it is. It is something that I would I would recommend that movie to almost anyone just to just to experience because it is such a visual tour de force of just of just uh, like there's literally something new coming at you every minute of that movie. And, and, and it it's does, pretty
3: harmless. It's not yes, it's, there's not yes. it, there's
0: not a lot of subversive anything in it, you know. It's just oh.
3: it's just kookiness. Yes, so, <laughs> it's yeah. It's just plain kookiness. Not a whole
0: lot of extremes. You know, it's funny when it first starts off and they do the Eleanor Rigby bit at the beginning to the to the rotoscoped uh kind of almost like London backgrounds kind of activity going on, you're like, This is kind of it's a weird it's a weird introduction to the movie knowing that that animation style is the main part of the film because you're like well how what are they doing how are they setting this up and then it just kind of gets into it and you're like oh okay we're we're here and it's happening and you know the narrator comes on and starts talking about pepper land and all that fun stuff and then it's just the blue meanies attack and it's and it's on so but uh, that was
1: and then you know in 1968 you didn't see rotoscoping or any anything like that. No, no 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 it was all pretty pretty new you know, absolutely, absolutely well, good stuff. Sometimes being old is a good thing.
0: Sometimes old is better.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Indians knew the land was sour. That's why Farms
1: remember? <laughs> back in my day before cell phones and only oldie, timey. Yeah. <laughs> when there was only one preview before a movie, when I when I had to walk uphill both ways, you got a cartoon, a preview, and the movie, and that was it—no commercials. <laughs> Let's
0: all go to Kids the don't lobby. Don't even know what you've got. Let's yeah. all go to the lobby. Oh Let's man, go it's gonna to keep getting, getting worse and worse. And give ourselves a snack. <laughs> yeah. Raymond, thanks so much for uh, for coming and having us again. If
1: you want, if you're if you're you know want to have me on again, I'll throw you some more court No, purpose. no, you
0: you 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 always uh, put together a, a great couple of films for us. So I'm be, we'll be very happy to have you back. Oh. Raymond, take care, buddy. Good to see you. Thanks so much. Uh, hey, we'll talk soon, Bye, guys. Thank, Thank you, you Have a good night. Buddy. Always fun. Yeah. <laughs> <All laughs> <right, laughs> see you. Bye.
2: Take care. Bye.
3: <laughs> I got to go and call my psychiatrist, guys. So we need to wrap this up. <laughs> and since
0: I'm started, having visions of blue start, meanies. And since it started, we started early, he might still be awake.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Hassan, obviously, you know I'm joking when I say all hippies are smelly and they're all horrible.
3: I just troll you, man. That's all.
2: Well, you said your mom... Oh, your mom wasn't a hippie? She was. Oh, but... Okay. I'm, obviously, I don't mean fucking everyone...
3: I'm pretty sure her legacy can survive even your disapproval. Obviously,
2: but you said <laughs> well, it, well, if it was well, unexpected. that
0: and the fact that all hippies are dirty, smelly. So, well, I mean, they that's are just, but just I mean, definition. But I mean, so it depends I would, on I, it. Depends on the smell. So I would prefer <laughs> that you actually not call your mother a hippie, as opposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: She named me Hassan Sharif.
0: Doesn't make her a hippie.
3: <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, this my mom wanted to name me John. <laughs> like, why can't we just call him something normal? Hey,
0: John. <laughs> why can't I just call him Steve? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you don't understand, like there's a fucking there's a great goddamn joke that involves uh, our buddy Gabe.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Gabe. And so Gabe, Steve. Gabe, Gabe's <laughs> mom, who passed away a few years ago, so our friend Gabe, who used to we used to work to with and do security at conventions, so we we were the three of us were working together at a at a show down in New Jersey where Gabe lived or near where Gabe lived, so we were all staying at his house and driving to the convention every day. So right. at the time, Gabe's mom was was still alive, and Hassan, I was sleeping downstairs in the guest bedroom. Uh, Gabe was obviously in his own red room and then Hassan was sleeping on the couch in the living room and, and (laughs) Gabe's mom refers to Hassan as Steve in one conversation. And Gabe goes, mom, his name is Hassan. And she's like, why can't I just call him Steve? (laughs) (laughs) And and me and Asan both just bust out laughing. Oh, my God. Because his name's (laughs) Asan. And
3: after that, I was other Steve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) His mom was like 100% like Jersey Italian. Oh, yeah. But she was so funny. And that's the that is the weekend I discovered that the Italians call
3: tomato sauce gravy. Yes. <laughs>
0: that's right. I'm I, like, I right like,
3: with you want the want you, you want gravy spaghetti? on your spaghetti. I'm that? like, why why would Yeah, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> you, like, Why would I want gravy on it, it spaghetti? That's gross. weird. And I, a, I Are you making a poutine? <laughs> yeah. I literally was like, Well, I'll try it, you know?
1: Yes, and it sounds like, okay,
0: okay, Yeah, and he pours tomatoes. I was like, What happened to the gravy? Yeah, I thought you were (laughs) putting gravy on this. He's like, what what do you mean? That is gravy. You fucking You douche. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you talking about?
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, fun times, man. Those are good times. Those are good times. That was fun. Gabe is an old man
0: now according to him with a real job pictures. and and you know just a a a good and a old
3: a fucking family like he just It's this instant well, family just instant, that up. was
0: like just add water instant family yeah. <laughs> like just like like yeah. big jamaican big. big jamaican family like <laughs> yes. instantly like, holy shit <laughs> like i'm here now grandpa, <laughs> and these grandpa, are my kids <laughs> fucking grandpa with half his brain gone walking around yeah. the house turning the water on and going to bed yeah, yeah. They had that little, uh, that little game: kids or grandpa? Kids you know? are, yeah. yeah, yeah. Baby or grandpa? Baby, Grand, or, baby grandpa? or grandpa? <laughs>
3: why,
2: didn't they, why didn't LeVar Why didn't Lavar Burton get the Jeopardy gig? I thought it was a done deal, and now it looks like he lost. He didn't?
0: No, he gave it some other. Yeah, this fucking, Richards. this fucking producer, this fucking producer asshole is trying to fucking nepotize himself into the job. Why? What? He was a producer. It was all over he's the, the place. He's an executive producer on the show. That's what well, the the, the mean, big hubbub's about. He's trying to fucking wedge his way into that job. Into that I mean, job. if he tried out
2: and did well, that's one thing. But if it's nepotism, it's. it's yeah, but I mean, that's weird because it's all over the place. Like, the Var Burton's face is yeah, all I mean, over they, the place. They basically made it like he was in no matter what. And now he's out. So that tells you how bad social media is. It's garbage.
3: Social media is garbage. I mean, oh, the two
2: of you. It, it is and you it guys is. are just it really yeah
0: really no you got uh, listen i'm not i'm not i'm not disagreeing you with on on its face but you guys need to tune your feeds better Is all it comes down to if you just don't see all this nonsense you know you don't have to fucking look at it or think about it it's a beautiful I mean, it's a, it's a it's beautiful a, thing it's a cause i mean it's a it's a tool that's
3: it's f- that's far too easy to misuse i think that's the problem i don't i don't think it should be abolished but I think there should, right. I don't, and I think there should, it should be, oof, the, the, the terrible R word. I think it should be regulated a little better. I think in, misinformation in the, I agree, is killing in us. The,
0: in the words of one of my favorite films, Hal, I don't grow weeds in my backyard so I can pull them.
2: Uh, yeah, that's right. that's a good way to put
3: I'm, it. I'm just talking about the overall, like me personally, I don't, you know, I'm not right. affected by the internet because I don't use it to that extent. But I'm just saying, in general, like the residual. But like, I mean, we might be in another lockdown now because everybody thinks that the fucking vaccine makes you magnetic. That they're getting that 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 stuff proliferates on the really? internet. You I know,
0: be, I haven't noticed that metal stuff is supposed to stick to me now. Hmm.
3: Well, you you got the Johnson and Johnson, so maybe not. Well,
1: it's so the Pfizer you.
3: people. We 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 have 5G now in our heads, but. I think the, the Pfizer people and then the Moderna people are actually magnetic. They're they are now wait, 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 wait. What, masters we have, of we have 5G in
0: our heads. What We are are you talking have 5G about?
3: in our heads. Yeah. What do you mean, like the cellular, program? Mm-hmm. the cellular service? Mm-hmm. Because it's done by Steve Steve Jobs. What's his name? And he put he puts uh, nanites in the 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 vaccine, vaccine. You mass. You didn't hear and about And the you? vaccine is supposed to give us 5G.
0: I told you, I have my feeds tuned so well, I don't hear is, bullshit.
3: This is what I'm saying, is that's the stuff that's out there. So, like, I get
2: what <laughs> you're the saying. That's
0: fucking craziness that I avoid. That's really funny. I get what na- you're there saying. were nanites in the Johnson mm-hmm. & Johnson vaccine. That's the no, story. No, and all of them. All of them have a microchip in, in them. It, oh. depends on which, oh. it, it depends on which... Uh, I don't think a microchip would fit through the needle that I got the injection, though, because that was a pretty small needle. It's a pretty small needle. I, I, I'm pretty sure that it wouldn't have fit. Well, either way, let's pretend you're a
2: 53 year old Trump supporter who is behind this conspiracy, who's probably got about 25 years left of life, uh, uh, 25 years of life left. I mean, what significance would there be of putting a microchip in you for your last (laughs) 25 years of life? Okay. I mean, what importance do you have for the global domination of of whoever's in control of this? I mean, 25, 25 year years of being a
0: mindless automaton more. would still be 25 years of mindless I mean, automaton. So automaton dumb. Dude. I'm very sorry I brought this up. <laughs> it's it's, God, it's yeah, so this. funny because you, you always make comments like this about the vaccine stuff and I'm always like, huh? What are you talking about? Yeah, because wait, like, like, I just don't like, hear don't, any of this. Nonsense. Why don't you know about these
3: things? Why don't you know about the? I wish I was why don't you, like Kim and I didn't. Why don't you it. know about the town hall with the woman who, who stuck keys to her breast, to her to her sternum, what? and said what? she's magnetic now because oh, of the. Uh, God,
2: super... I didn't hear that.
3: What the? Fuck? No, there's this oh, video wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. of it. You well, don't need on, to hear on. it. Are you talking about brass keys that are not Ferris and yeah, cannot be magnetic?
3: They have no iron in them, so they can't be magnetic. But, I mean, if you can find it, it's on YouTube. You, yes. can, you can literally find a video of the woman saying that. And then, of course, it sticks once because of the condensation on her skin. Yes, and then she's... it just doesn't stick again. And she's like, well, it's not happening right now. But I tell you, it was happening the other day. So, And these
0: people believe it. They believe it. Um, it's not my fault. It's Not my fault. That is, that is, that is. Well, you know, you see, I watch now, you see, news... that's just entertainment value, though. I
3: watch a pretty good news program, um... Modern news program called Philip DeFranco Show. It's on YouTube, and he's—I I like him. He's pretty moderate. He's pretty straightforward. And you consider 90-
0: YouTube to be social media?
3: Yes. Okay. But he—he—he—he um, he, he, he does news, news, and then sometimes he does gossip news, and just about every fucking thing, every fucking calamity that happens in the gossip verse is he- because someone tweeted some shit, and nobody likes to tweet, <laughs> you know. And it's like, well, if you didn't tweet it. You'd be fine right now. You, you would. No one would be at your house with with torches and pitchforks, you know, because right. you don't need to weigh the fuck in. You do, You just. You just don't need to weigh in exactly. And none of these people understand that it's like a hysteria. It's like you know, like uh, like Latham was talking about, like the with the the social dilemma. It's it's not even these people act like they can't even control it. Like they have it's to be. It's funny.
0: There's so many people. I I have a lot of friends who do post a lot of political shit, and they've done it for not just the last four years, but they've always done political stuff and they've always posted, you know, stuff. I mean, the last four years, some of them I had to, I had to tune out a couple of them because some like crossed a line with me. Yeah. Um, and this, is, mean, like, it's this, is, this, this is like, this is very easy. You don't want to li- cross I, that I, line. I'm, No, I'm just saying being a fairly liberal person, I can, I can accept a lot, but e- even when you're, when you're hyper that way and just, constantly acting like a battering ram because you think that there's an invisible wall you have to destroy <laughs> i i i have to at some point just be like all right you know what you're you're using my oxygen i i gotta <laughs> have to i'm gonna i'm gonna have to yep. i'm gonna have to shut you down a little bit love it but the friends of mine who still post political stuff um still push out the anti-right you know agenda and whatnot occasionally the ones that i do see i there's still instances that they'll come up and I'll be like Oh, I'd love to retweet that. And I just, I, I, would say 99% of the time, if not more, I like, I go to, I go to do it and then I go, nah. no, nope. you know what, cause you know, cause you know what I, you know what I say to myself, I say, my feed nope. isn't about that. The people who follow me, if they're paying attention, yeah, know that I don't fill my feed with that shit. So I don't bother. And, and you know what? I follow enough people that in four seconds it's pushed off my screen and I never think about it again.
3: Yeah. I, I like I mean, when that you when it. you can resist that stuff, it's that's that's good. That's been what I've been doing lately, especially like on places like Facebook or whatever. Now like, stuff I just, that's I don't done, need to
0: be there. Stuff that's done humorously, like people reposting onion stuff and Babylon B stuff, some of that stuff I do repost just because anyone who i've seen so many people before people realized what the babylon b was which yeah. is like the onion light before they fucking got it there were so many people who i'd see thread just completely go fucking off the rails because people thought that it was a real story and oh i was i was in tears reading these threads because they were so fucking like people were like losing their shit and they just did a story about um on the babylon b after this whole uh Scarlett Johansson Black Widow story and the bar the Babylon Bee did a did a story about how she's had to, to go and live in a tent because she has no money. <laughs> 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 Fucking great. I'm, like, I'm like, I go, I just reposted it with like, you may not be the onion, but sometimes you really <laughs> land, you, you <laughs> land it with both feet.
3: <laughs> Classic. Classic. Oh man, I had uh, it was something. Shit, it's gone now. Oh. <laughs> My brain is. My brain is no good. Uh, it's no good. You're out. Um, but there have been so like my friend, my friend Vasquez, Gus Gus Vasquez. He's a he's an artist. You might know him, Steve. He's a
0: Gus he's Vasquez. Pretty, I know Gus. Yeah. he lives here now. He just moved to New York. Did he? Yeah, he was been in California. He moved to New York last year during the pandemic. How delightful. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't know Gus Vasquez. Anyway, go ahead uh i used to know him better than i know him now
3: he was a serious bernie bro right his his feed constantly especially when it was uh, the primaries bernie against uh biden is right? as, as bad as john cusack
0: i don't even know the john Cusack. i know i know oh, john cusack really? is bad
3: but yeah okay but it's
0: probably i follow john just because he's 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 a lot less political now than he was during the last four years yeah. So it's it's lightened up a little bit, which has made his feed a lot more interesting and a lot more fun to read. But I, I like John. But go ahead, sorry. It's just that he he just any anti Biden thing he would post
3: it, you know, and he would be like, "This is the reason why." This is the you know, and then you just they were so so uh, they were alarmingly easy to debunk. I'm like, this is not true. That's a, and I'm not even talking about, like, I know for a fact this man would not do this. It's You do realize this tweet is from seven years ago, right? <laughs> like that's the, did, that's like, the best. It's, and it's just like, he was like, see this? You see, this is the kind of stuff that's happening right now. It's like, no, the date on that
0: is literally I love 2003. The fact, <laughs> I love the fact that tweets have the original dates on them when you retweet them. I fucking well, I have, love yeah. that. You know, it had to be pretty fucking pointless.
3: Well, he, but but it's like, it's like, it's not even like he was doing it to be, to be, you know, nefarious or anything like that. Right. He just just didn't didn't know. know. He didn't do his research, you know? And I'm like, it took me three seconds to real, to, to find that none of this, what you just posted is true. Three seconds, you know? And I only did it because I know how fucking much of a numbskull you are when it comes to the facts and you just, you know, but I, I like him. So I never really argued with him, but at that one point he, he posted something that was so like off the rails. I'm like, this is not true, dude. You know, like you can't you shouldn't do this. Because this is absolutely not the truth, whatever what it, there's what it no is recor- you're trying City to push. Does.
2: That's the problem. That's why social media is a complete fail as the news
3: uh, well there's a news source. Like news source. there should be the, if we get if you get rid of two thirty then then they will have to call themselves uh you know
0: opinion posts it's posted well, news well, social you, mil- social media's complete lack of of truth <laughs> well you know no, I'm kidding. the ability I'm kidding. to to All get that. real facts out of social media is the fact that there is no culpability there's no yeah. there's no nobody has to fact check anything i mean that that's the whole point it's literally the world's biggest game of telephone i mean yeah. It, that's all it is. But people have to understand that they can't, they can't look at anything on Twitter and just assume, I mean, unless you're coming from reliable new, I mean, listen, CNN, or even well, Fox News in their own way, but CNN or, or any of the any of the any of the, if, if it's a TV channel, you would normally watch and rely upon you can probably yeah. rely upon their Twitter feed as well. Cause they're not going to tweet out something that's not, that doesn't no. jive with whatever right. they're, whatever they're, they're sending out or it ABC. It damages News, the brand. It's or, just of, that course, of course. Of yeah. course. But the but, only you know,
2: differentiation between that or some schmo is right. number of followers. And that's it. That's true. That's true. And that's, that's a horrible. That's very true. Wow.
0: Um. So thanks to Fesley and music. Please check out our website at sentimentalpod.com for all of our previous episodes. And don't forget to download and subscribe to sentimental wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can always listen to new episodes at sentimentalpod.com. Also, you can follow us on all major social media accounts at Pod. For us on Godwin, Latham Conger III, and myself, we say thank you so much for listening. And as always, in the words of our friend and conductor on the Pepperland Acid Train, Truman Burbank.
2: Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>